space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is Footsteps, starring Branson Reese as Guy Norman, Christopher Hastings as Threadcount 900, Taylor Moore as Legs Loveless, Allie Fisher as Chestershire, guest starring Maddie Lubchansky as Cargo Pentangelo, and Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. Log space date five four zero three five point B. Life is never boring for a simple spaceship's cobbler, and that's all I am. Nothing more. Just as I'm about to put the finishing touches on the ship's fall shoe line, the Cavaliers' bigwigs <laughs> call me in for a meeting. I protested, of course, but I own thread count nine hundred a favor, and since he's a robot, he's not in the habit of forgetting those kinds of things. Plus, maybe I'd have the opportunity to get my hands on those perfectly machined feet of his. So, now I've been brought in as a consultant on a diplomatic mission. Apparently, we're due to make first contact with a mysterious alien species, the Podiatrix. Details are sketchy, but it seems that feet, my specialty, are somehow important to them. We open on the ready room of the Cavalier, a place where many of the ship's most storied moments have taken place. This is where Captain Cal Sisters planned the attack on Bobobian Raiders that's now studied at the Academy as the Sisters Maneuver. And this is the very room where Gelmeyer Lysander was first allowed to come into the ready room. But today... (laughs) But today, our heroes get ready for diplomacy? A crack team has been assembled. We see Threadcount 900, head of security. Hotshot pilot Legs Loveless, who always insists on making first contact. Ship's pet (laughs) Chestershire, a universally beloved figure, perfect for first impressions. Guy Normal, a completely average man and an excellent sounding board. And Cargo Pantangelo, ship's cobbler and someone you've seen in the Cavaliers' halls at one point or another. Yes, you now recall many group shots, spying Cargo in the crowd, or maybe over at a table in Baron Baudelaire's Pleasure Dome. Sometimes on the bridge, at the cobbler station, making a pair of combat boots during a climactic battle. Joe, you gotta go back to every scene and add a soft tink, 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 tink. 
Everyone's sitting around a table, eager, looking at the front. Uh, uh, and at the front of the table, standing in front of this beautiful, glossy black view screen is ship's pilot, legs loveless, hair like Farrah Fawcett on a windy day, a beautiful and exotic amulet shimmering with an alien light uh, and iridescence swings between his hairy pecs. <gasps> or does it? It does it. You can't see his chest because he's wearing his dress tank. In fact, everyone appears to be in their formal diplomatic attire. Uh, Legs' formal uh, attire is the standard uh, Vanguard issue uh, dress. What, what do you call it when it's like the something dress, the fancy dress? Formal dress. Formal dress, whatever. Class you know, a. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's formal like dress. dress. Uniform. Dress uniform, thank you. A, a, a much higher collar lined with a matte silver piping uh, down the middle. But of course, he has taken uh, all the sleeves off. And so his arms remain, as ever, bare. All right, crew, <laughs> we've got a mission like we've never had before. You might be thinking, I've done it a million times. Now, our job was to each come up with what we might be seeing here when we meet the podiatrists. Is everyone ready to present? Ready, Legs. Hello, Thread Count 900 here. Thread Count is an android, uh, that is to say, a fake person made of robotics and computer parts. Uh, we hate them, don't we? Or do we? We'll find out. Uh, Thread Count has a barely real skin uh, that might trick the dullard, but you, listener, are too smart. You know he is a mechanical man. It is my theory that the podiatrix, as obsessed they are with feet, are actually made of hands. Yes, I believe it is a, a jealous species that has a deep and complicated plan of infiltrating all species who walk on two, four, or more legs, perhaps wishing to replace them with the upper parts of the more dexterous. An interesting theory, Thread Count. Cut to Chestershire. How could you miss her? She's 16 feet tall, and she's a cat. At this moment, she's dressed in her formal furs. Normally, her fur looks mostly white <laughs> with a brown-looking blazer-type design on her fur. But this time, it looks like a tux. Now, I'm of the impression the podiatrix might look like yarn. What if they're like big... <laughs> balls of yarn or perhaps sandy gravel litter perhaps some might think those are my two best guesses thanks for having me at this meeting now that's what i call two very big guesses from a very big cat i am guy normal that's right i'm an extremely normal member of the crew I look totally average, and my haircut is not remarkable in any way, shape, or form. I sit forward in a chair facing the rest of the group. <laughs> I also wear the same formal attire as everyone else, but I've spiced things up by also wearing a hat, which is an optional part of the formal attire. It's a big naval hat, and you can tell I'm a normal amount of proud to be wearing that. <laughs> Hello, group. As you may know, my name is Guy Normal. And now for my normal guess about what the podiatrixes even are. 
Some people think that they're all hands. Other people think that they're yarn. I happen to believe that they're creatures of myth and do not exist. We're going to go meet nobody at all. It makes me sad to guess this, but a guess must be made. And so I present my guess to you. I have been, he waves, I have been Guy Normal, and I will be here for the rest of the time. Au contraire, mon crew. Um, dear listener, <laughs> have you ever wondered why every Cavalier crew member, regardless of gender or profession, is wearing a sexy little 60s style heeled ankle bootlet? I'm sure you have. <laughs> Well, Cargo Pantangelo is the answer. Cargo is a full Dathian from Wrinklo 6, which you can tell right off the bat, as their entire sexy little body is wrinkles and folds. Anywhere you look, it's wrinkles. Many of them, if you squint, form almost a legible set of human genitalia. Which kind? Dealer's choice. They wear a leather tank top and short shorts with their Vanguard badge located right on the ass, and this is their formal dress. They are the Cavalier's master cobbler, and yes, they would like you to show feet. Do not ask about their dark backstory or their current allegiances, which they are not interested in talking about nor even alluding to in any way, shape, or form. Thanks in advance. Love, Cargo Pantangelo. <laughs> uh, Cargo sort of uh, looks around the room and they withdraw from uh, the inside of their uh, tank top, uh, a perfect little shoe, um, and looks around and says, mm, I believe that they are foot obsessed as I believe them to be. They'll love this perfect, perfect little sexy boot, and we'll take it from there. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, I uh, wasn't expecting such a, a mix of interpretations here. And there's a lot of rumors and a lot of mysteries, so-called mysteries, uh, surrounding the podiatrics. We've all heard them. They can skin a cow in under a minute. Uh, you know, they can climb the rope without touching the rope. I'm sure we've all heard a lot of crazy things. Hey. But the, the one thing... <laughs> I've heard those things. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We all have, guy. But the one thing Vanguard Intelligence says they know for certain is their feet, guys. Now, my job was to... No uh, judgment. Of I course, think. no judgment at all. We mm -hmm. meet so many different strange and alien races. We have to consider incredibly new uh, interpretations of what we might consider normal. Apologies, guy. <laughs> Your apology is accepted. I love feet. And as the person who's most okay with whatever is freaky deaky, I was nominated to hypothesize about what might be the case if their feet are not quite like the feet that you and I know and <laughs> wink sound love. Cargo gasps. This is this is beyond a nightmare to them. <laughs> so let's suppose uh, their feet are not like nothing we've seen, and the view screen behind legs comes to life, and it shows a picture of a human woman's feet uh, mashing up a pumpkin. Hey, I've seen that. <laughs> That's from Anti Halloween. No, it's not, actually. This is Earth <laughs> foot romance, I think. Uh, some right. people, yes, uh, mm -hmm. uh, we might call them foot guys or foot people. They uh, they like to watch people's feet uh, smash up things. But like I said, what if the podiatrix being feet guys isn't in reference to any feet that we know? Next slide. Thread count, next slide. Thanks. Whoa. Yeah, of course. Uh, you have to assume uh, it could be this. And then we see the same picture. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a pumpkin, but it's getting mashed up by legs that end in tank treads. Oh. It's something we have to consider. Little tank treads in the bottom of the legs. That would be 
horrible. What, what would I do? What kind of shoe could you even put on that? <laughs> That's exactly why you're here, Gobbler Bandangelo. you got to figure that out. But of course, we know no race that has feet like these. It could be something like <gasps> this. Click. Thank you, Thrika. And on the screen, you see <gasps> a pumpkin being sliced into by two legs with normal ankles that end in scissors. Oh, no. Scissor feet. The exact antithesis of what you and I might consider feet. Sharp and unyielding, not ticklish at all. Well, I think I speak for the entire group when I say, no matter how their feet end or exist or whatever, they are no friend of the gentle pumpkin. <laughs> all we know about foot guys is that they love pumpkins for some reasons. Uh, we also uh, had some ideas about birthday cakes and uh, soft aquariums. The archives are a little bit blurry ever since uh, foot stuff got normalized in late 2022. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, research on, um, you know, uh, sexual deviancy in the, uh, the Vanguard archives. But this is what we could come up with, and uh, these sort of ideas are something we've got to consider, even if it freaks you normies out. Uh, Cargo raises their hand. Yes, Gabler Bentangelo. Uh, may I... S <laughs> Thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. May I see the slides of the birthday cake? Uh, yeah, these are uh, these are just animatics, but yeah, thread count, if you just... Thank you. Click! exact same thing okay there's there's scissor hands slicing into a birthday cake that has writing on it in icing it looks like a normal sheet cake but it, it's like the writing on top is like weird alien language <laughs> beautiful taylor does legs have a laser pointer uh yes <laughs> and it's reflecting off the screen and it's kind of going all over the room just a sheer destroys the screen Allie, can you make a lasers roll to see if you can catch the dot? Oh, yeah. Okay. She's you're, a three. And you're a cat. You're an expert at this, so I'll let you roll twice. Oh, good. Okay, I got a four, which is bad because she's a three. And yeah. a one. I got a one. Okay. You. <laughs> Great. So it's a mixed success. You get the dot in your hands for a moment, but then it zooms away. Where did it go? I... Turn it off. I'm sorry, Chestershire. If everyone wants, we can turn it on. I'm sure we're happy to oblige. I love you, Chestershire. <laughs> the view oh, screen is like legs. smoking and, and crackling with sparks. Uh, Chestershire prances back to her seat that is too small. A uh, guy looks up at Chestershire and then looks directly at the camera and says, now that's what I call a big cat. Uh, does the camera have a little red dot on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Chestershire destroys the camera. The <laughs> listeners at home, it's like the footage of the train coming. They're like, ah! <laughs> For the first time, this this podcast will have no visuals. <laughs> We're going to be all audio from here on out. Chestershire's right. The time for viewing slideshows and tolerating lasers is over. Now is the time for action. What do you suggest, Red Count? We don't know what feet guy means. It could mean they have some sort of sexual predilection towards feet. Maybe they are. Who knows? Maybe they hate them. Impossible. <laughs> and yet we are forced to imagine it. Gobbler Bandangelo. We could prepare for both actualities. If they are to be phased aboard, we could create two hallways. One presents extremely feet guy. Feet pleasures beyond all imagination. And to the left, we could present 
Feet negative. Oh, we hate feet. We hate everything about it. We just have to feel them out before sending them down the different hallway. Sort of like an escape the room, but you're picking whether or not you're a foot fetishist. Precisely, Chestershire. You get it. Above anyone else, you get it. God, I love this cat. <laughs> Thank you, Thread Count. I feel so emotional, and yet, am I capable of it? This cat brings it out, I have to confess. You bring out the best in all of us, Chestershire. I'm so glad you were available. <laughs> Me too. I love this cat. All right, so that's what we'll do. <laughs> Chestershire, did you have other plans you canceled to attend this meeting? I did not. I was free. This was a time slot that you booked successfully through the app for me, the Cavalier's pet. You have booked me as an emotional support pet for when we meet Podiatrix. You all have to acknowledge that Chestershire amongst the crew has one of the best personal apps. Chestershire has an excellent app, short for application. If I had to, and I don't, but I will, rank all of the crew members' personal apps, I would put Chestershire's right at the front, and I would put Groomda's dead last. <laughs> Loath as I am to put it first, mine is only the second best, where you can order shoes, where I'll be making them directly on the bridge of the ship. Oh. All right, then. So it's settled. We'll have three hallways. One, in case it turns out they're major sexual feet people. Another one for if they hate feet and despise the sexualization of uh, whatever sort of limb terminus uh, feet maybe was translated from. What's the third option? Well, this is where I can come in. This hallway can be completely normal. Neither especially intoxicating to people who are into feet, nor a turnoff to people who are maybe not into feet. I can just make a perfectly normal hallway. That makes a lot of sense. Thread Count and I could be down the hallway where people don't like feet, because neither of us have feet. You have four feet. I've got paws. Gobbler Pentangelo, is it even possible to have a neutral feeling about feet? I certainly didn't think that was a possible thing to have, but I'm learning new things about Earth people all the time. All right, listen here, Pentangelo. You got to expand your horizons. Open the doors of perception. You got to get ready for exactly what you can't get ready for. Can you do that? I can't, I can't say that I'll be responsible for my actions if these people, or non-people, don't like feet. All right. I think you've got what it takes. And even though we've seen you on the bridge a thousand times, welcome to the big leagues, kid. <laughs> Thanks very much, Legs. I'm thinking about maybe uh, dialing up the whole creation app on the ship and making some hallways. All right. <laughs> Let's get started. Oh, and we should probably practice with this. Legs puts one foot in the center of the table. Guy puts another foot in. I see what we're doing here. Uh, Cargo reaches out and touches both feet with their hands and then sees what's going on and then withdraws and puts the foot in. You're getting it, kid. You're getting it. Justicia turns around and puts her back paw into the group. Threat count puts his foot into the circle. I've never made this body configuration before. Just then the doors open and one of the ship's stellar astronomers comes in and sees what's going on and says, oh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I Nothing. thought, I, yeah, Nothing. I thought, I thought this room was open. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he runs away. Our feet are touching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, on Rinkle 6, interrupting the footman's delight, which is what I call that configuration, <laughs> is punishable by death. You have so much to teach us. <laughs> we cut now to Deck 9, the Deck of Halls. Here we see many of the ship's <laughs> longest and straightest hallways, perfect for a quick redeco. Are we looking at a three-hallway intersection forward or teed? Is it forward where you can see them down all hallways? Yes. Like, like door number one, it's like two, a, it's three? It's like a fork. Thing? It's like a fork. But a tripod. And each time is a hallway. Pronged. Tronged. Yeah. Tonged. Yeah. Okay. A three-pronged fork? Pronged. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> all right, who's with me on the sexy tunnel? Uh, Cargo is already behind you. Oh, yeah, I should have guessed. <laughs> Come with me. Little Gabla Pantangelo. Wow, those two are fast friends. As for me, I'll be taking the middle hallway. Bye, guy. Come along, thread count. Off we go. Yes. And Chestershire trots down to the last hallway having a ball. Montage! How? Megan and always doing it our way. Three kinds of way to taste feet. We see, uh, okay, uh, 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 Cargo Pantangelo and Legs Loveless are in a little room with a giant, like, matter arranger, 3D printer, uh, replicator, and a computer terminal. And on the computer, we see a giant pile of pumpkins with uh, uh, big floppy dicks hanging off them in various ways. And, mm-hmm. and on the computer screen, we see, like, a green on black wireframe of, like, a pumpkin with a dick. And, and Legs is looking at the screen being like, no, no, I can't get it right, banging the keyboard. Uh, Cargo is is operating the wireframe somehow with a rubber shoe mallet, just sort of like reaching in <laughs> and just trying to operate it that way. Oh, and, of course! Great job! Yeah. Oh, of course! That just might work. Cargo, Cargo somehow makes that gre- that that green and black wireframe orange, and you both look at each other and nod and, and <laughs> give a thumbs up. Now that's what I call ripe. Uh, we see Guy Normal <laughs> in the center hallway. Now, Branson, this was already a normal hallway. Yes, and so he's uh, he's singing to himself. He's saying, my name's Guy Normal, and I'm here today to normalize this hallway. It's already <laughs> normal, so I won't work hard. Money is stored on a credit card. <laughs> stored? It's not. Not on a credit card. <laughs> it is in the future. That's the <laughs> Okay. okay. You don't know what it's like in the future. <laughs> You're right. My bad. My bad. Yeah, they combined it into one. Uh, and he's just like, he's like measuring the hallway and he's nodding. He's running his hand along the carpet and he's nodding. Uh, and then he, to no one, just to the wall, he gives a thumbs up. <laughs> and this hallway will be bad for feet. Oh, wow. This hallway's not good for feet. If you want to fuck feet, this hallway's bad for feet. Chestershire wipes away a tear. Keep going, she says, as she drags <laughs> she drags a huge basket, a rocking chair, and blueprints for a sweater down the hallway. Assuming 
<laughs> Assuming her yarn people will appreciate it. I. There are no more lyrics to this song that was written in the year 2023. I'm so sorry, Chestershire. My goodness. You could always start over, but let's wait until the people have arrived. All right, we cut back and ship's conqueror cargo Pantangelo is lifting up a welding mask and turning off their welding torch. What do we see as the camera as the camera repaired now with a piece of tape obviously across the lens? <laughs> Pans down. There's a trickle of blood coming down the lens. It's golden eye style. Yeah. Cargo is, of course, a craftsperson, but only knows how to make things uh, that are shoes or shoe-shaped. So it is a big shoe, but it does look like a photorealistic foot. But it is, of course, a shoe. Um, but it represents uh, what every foot fetishist uh, truly wants deeply in their soul, which is a foot with human genitals. So it's got one set of each kind um, on the back and the front. Gorgeous. But it is also, again, I would like to reiterate a gigantic shoe. And uh, Cargo sort of leans back and just like does the old like dust the hands off. It's another another day's uh, well done work. It's the <laughs> phrase I always say. Um, you're both wearing overalls now and you've got like grease smudged on your faces. It's been a couple hours you've been at this. And Legs looks at it, is standing a bit behind, looks at it, sees it. And uh, Mozart's Requiem begins playing. And Legs lifts up a lot of parchment paper on which he's tried to draw plans for sexy feet, and he just lets the papers fall. <laughs> like, <laughs> a mediocrity! I'm a mediocrity in the eyes of God! You may only be my Salieri, but that's okay, because only one of us can be the other guy. <laughs> oh yeah, when you put it like that, it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. In the future, we only know <laughs> Salieri and his superior. <laughs> the success the of the untitled movie. <laughs> yeah, Guy Normal, by the way, is standing alone in the hallway, just Blair Witch, just like facing one of the walls, waiting for like his next move. <laughs> That's normal. pretty normal. Uh, your com your com badges buzz as you all get uh you all get an incoming message from Teleporter Chief Doyle. Uh, we're being hailed by a by an alien vessel with a passenger that'd like to come aboard. Could you come down to the teleporter room, folks? It's them! It's them! It's them! Hey, everybody! Everybody! Uh, pencils down! Drop it! We gotta go! They're here! We must Bam! take our post as the emissaries of good, neutral, or sex-negative feet. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming! Just a share of runs! Yeah, Guy Normal is also like right in the middle of the pack. He's running into himself. He's just saying like, wow, the Podiatrix have a critical supply of Galaxium in this corner of space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. And that's why it's so important that we, uh, you know, start, off, start, start things off on the right. <laughs> you know, I don't need to say the rest. There we go. Uh, Cargo Pantangelo has uh, taken time to take off their uh, shoemaking shoes, which is a set of shoes they wear for shoemaking, and have put on their running shoes to run down to the teleporter room. And yes, they all file into the teleporter room here. Uh, legs is back in. Beautiful, perfect, clean, sleeves ripped off, dress uniform. 
As you all enter the room, Teleporter Chief Doyle nods to you and and pushes a lever on their panel, and then you hear that familiar sound of teleportation as a figure appears before you. There's no polite way to say this. It is a huge foot. <laughs> Almost as big as Chestershire. There's a little nub at the top where the ankle should be, and atop that are two normal eyes and a nose. On each toe, down at the bottom of this giant foot, you see a mouth. Four little arms sprout from its sides, and it seems to use these little limbs to scramble off the teleporter platform. Cargo, if they were not already on the floor changing out of their running shoes back into their diplomacy shoes, would have fainted. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings. I am Togex. Archdeacon and High Chronicler of the Podiatrix. Thank you for inviting me aboard. Ah, Togex. I am Legs Loveless, ship pilot of the CSS Cavalier. Welcome aboard. And these, of course, are my colleagues. Hello, I'm a cat. Oh. That's Chestershire. I have never seen a creature quite like this. Right back at you, my friend. Uh, and then Chestershire looks at them like, uh. <laughs> Guy Normal steps forward and says, my name is Guy Normal. I don't expect that I'll make much of an impression on you. It is a pleasure. Greetings. I am Thread Count 900. How do you feel about sexual perversions? <laughs> Thread Count. Huh? Thread I'm, Count. Uh, I'm Neck sorry. slicing uh, uh, th- uh, Thread Count, can you make a feelings roll? Sure. And, and Thread Count is looking back and forth like, what that we were so focused on this we were really we built a we put a lot of time into this question and uh he didn't get the subtlety of it uh he got a three which is a failure mm. oh uh the 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 giant foot that stands before you is clearly flustered um oh uh well uh uh I don't I don't really know what to say about that. Oh, well, you certainly don't have to know what to say about everything. I imagine we'll have lots of questions for you and you'll have questions for us. Please let me introduce you. The ship's cobbler. Cargo's uh, stands up now fully shot in their diplomacy shoes. Um, stands up very slowly with uh, like a comical amount of reverence, uh, mm-hmm. like stars in their eyes. And just sort of like reaches out towards the foot. Like, hold fast, kid. Hold fast. And legs puts a hand on Cargo's shoulder and kind of brings them back on. into line. <laughs> they look at legs and nod and look back. <clears throat> My friend, I can't help but notice your nudity. <laughs> and uh, sort of like holds up their cobbler's tools. And just like, can I help cover you? This is so sweet. Cover uh, me. With a beautiful shoe, bigger and more beautiful than any shoe that's ever been made. What is this shoe? It's, um, and then, um, Cargo, like, reaches down and removes one of their shoes to reveal their foot, which looks mostly like a human foot, but with some folds. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to imagine what would happen if I met an alien race and they, <laughs> they took, took off their off. shoe and there was a little person <laughs> like flat on the ground. Trying to establish some commonality. Toe recoils in horror. <laughs> oh, what is this? Go a little what? something like that. <laughs> do you do you keep me in effigy on your bottom? 
No, this is uh, simply what the bottom of my leg looks like. It's uh, it's called a foot, and it's the most beautiful part of the body on any species. I was prepared to see strange and unusual things aboard this ship, but I have never imagined a life form would evolve in such a manner. Togex. Yeah. <laughs> Right away. What's up? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. rapport. <laughs> no matter what, Togex likes Chestershire. You can't yeah. deny it. Exactly. Are you feeling distressed? No more than I have for the last 30 years. But that still sounds like some. Can I offer my services? Yeah, yeah, it is some. Well, many crew members aboard this ship say it's helpful to have a soft creature around. You might just be the right size. Would you like it if I rubbed up against... Your ankle? You, you, make a feelings roll. Oh, God. Oh, God. I got a four, and it's up. Very well. I'll try it. Chestershire steps forward, hesitantly and then confidently, as if Togex was in the kitchen opening a can. And she rubs herself against the foot, realizing for the first time what it feels like to rub up against the foot and be the right scale. Oh! Oh. Oh. Well, now. Chestershire, do you make any sounds while you do this? <laughs> a, a riotous purr emerges. Two miles down the ship, in like a different part of the ship, Clinton body count goes, ah! Throwing. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is, this is, this is very nice. Yes. Very nice. Oh, you have such a wonderful way about you. Won't you join us further into the ship? All right. I could take a walk down a hallway or something. Wonderful. You have choices. Uh, just oh, <laughs> Chestershire steps forward and then looks back and uses her paw to wave like come along and then walks towards the prongs yes of course you know it's uh, customary that when we're handshaking it's what we call what you might call foot shaking uh, well it depends I don't really get it uh, what's going on with your are those never mind uh, but yeah, we like to give a tour of the ship as one of our first acts, and uh, looks like we've come to a junction. No. Which way do you think feels... Uh, we, like, we like to let our guests choose which way at this point in the tour. Right, gang? That's correct. Oh. And Guy is going to go stand by the normal, like the center hallway proudly with his hands behind his back, and he cannot contain his big smile. <laughs> um. Sure thing, legs. And Chestershire uh, walks over to the sadly walks over to the rocking chair, the giant basket, and the blueprints for sweaters. Cargo is sort of like leaned in very, very close to Togex and is just watching to see what he does. Uncomfortably close. Togex, you don't want to go down the hallway that I had a part of. I'll say it. I'll <laughs> say it. It won't feel good. Whatever, whatever will get us faster to your diplomatic receiving chamber, um, <laughs> perhaps, uh... This what? left one? Or the middle? The middle seems normal. Oh. 
And it is. It certainly (laughs) is a normal hallway. I would be happy to lead you down this hallway at an average speed. (laughs) Oh, a speed I often travel at. (gasps) A man after my own heart, although I don't know if you have those. Although I imagine you can follow from context what I'm trying to say. Yes, your translators change heart to a word that makes sense for my organs. Right, and your translator changed whatever you said to a word that to me sounded like heart. We could be here all day having this discussion, but the hallway Luckily, beckons. we've already started walking. Look at us go, and the way you walk is magnificent. Although I must admit, I've never seen... Now, if you look over here... You can see normal hallway. I've adjusted it in no way, shape, or form. (laughs) Looking directly above, you can see the ceiling. And below, of course, is its enemy, the floor. We Ah, I suspected that's that's what that was. Yes. That carpet that you're walking on is because we think carpets are nice. And you can see there are some doors here, and there are some pictures of employees of the month, which are up on the hallway. I have altered them in no way whatsoever. Oh, over there. Is the part of the hallway I was staring at for three hours. <laughs> Who are the employees of the month? We see uh, Liberty Balboa. We see Clinton Body Count. We see Coyote Ugly. We see mm. Dr. Surgery. We see Klaus <laughs> Kitsky. Uh, mm. And even a few other characters I've played who I forget. <laughs> Scorpio Nair. Oh, yes. Guy Normal himself. <laughs> We cut now back to the ready room. There's a blanket over what used to be the view screen. Togex, this emissary, addresses all of you. I seek your help. My people exist in a symbiotic relationship with another species known as the soulless. We live on opposite hemispheres of our planet, but every 100 of our years, under the power of a solar eclipse, We join together, and through a process known as the hot time, we conceive the next generation of both of our species. We are now days away from the next hot time, but something terrible has happened. Oh no! Yeah, wait till you hear. 30 years... (laughs) What a showman! Listen to this... 30 years ago, a great storm ravaged our world. Entire cities were washed away. Many of our history and artifacts gone forever, including all of our instructions on how to do the hot time. By then, our parents' generation had passed on. There was no one left alive who remembered exactly what hot time was. For the past three decades, our greatest scientists, philosophers, and historians have tried to reconstruct the hot time and failed. <laughs> <laughs> What's more, this crisis has led. <laughs> What's more, this crisis has led to bitter divisions with the soulless. Our peoples now barely speak. They refuse to acknowledge the calamity. But now we all face extinction. So I have ventured out in hopes that another species has. Hot time, and we may learn from you. Well, you hit the jackpot, kid. <laughs> Let me tell you. I've had, I think, uh, some of the hottest times you're going to find of anybody in this sector of the galaxy. I had, a, I had two hot times this morning. Am I right? He is. <laughs> 
guy, you saw one. I did. I did see one. It was a mistake, but you were so comfortable. Oh, yeah, I don't mind. Hey, look, you want to get freaky dicky? I'm the guy that's going to keep it as cool as a cucumber. You know what I'm talking about? It's true. I've had some hot times myself. Not too many, not too few. <laughs> but they always feel very good. <laughs> well... <laughs> Guy normal always gets just enough rope to hang himself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they feel better than not. All right. I literally go into heat. So my hot times are remarkably similar to yours, perhaps. I imagine I can relate since for me, a hot time is spending some time alone with a beautiful foot. Of course, to put a shoe on it, if you'd let me. <laughs> Cargo leans in close again. I saw the I, price. Oh, perhaps. Um, what about you? What was your name, Thread Count? Oh, I am a robot. I have no need to reproduce sexually. We have other means. However, I have been programmed to feel pleasure should I want to. La 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 la. He waggles his tongue and then... Oh clicks it back into his mouth. <laughs> Upsetting. <laughs> I see. Why are you all looking at me like this? I was made this way. I didn't make myself this way. One day you will be punished for feeling that you are gods. <laughs> uh, no, Threadcount, chill out. It's just I hadn't seen the tongue thing before and I've known you for years. No one asked me before if I had hot time. I've asked you equivalents a million times, buddy. Okay, and listen, I, have... I don't want to get into it now. So... Ambassador Togex, are we to understand that if we're able to help you understand or discover your lost hot time, then we can normalize relations between the Podiatrix and the Vanguard and begin perhaps trade, perhaps even Galaxium trade? Oh, Galaxium. That's a quite abundant element on our planet. Yes, I suppose we could conduct some trade if my people could be saved, but... I don't know. Even now I feel gripped by conflict, inner conflict. I want the hot time, but perhaps I am also afraid of it. Do you have any guesses as to how the hot time gets started or what maybe happens or what did the soulless look like? Well, the soulless look um, a little like... And Togex looks around the room and then lands on thread count. What? What? They look a little bit like this one. Uh, they are tall and quite thin. Um, atop their heads are, are hair that looks a bit like your yarn. <gasps> like a lot of yarn. <gasps> hmm. Chestershire's tail twitches. <laughs> And they possess special magnetic properties that allow them to float about about three inches off any surface. All right. Where do we go with that? <laughs> Is Chestershire taking notes? <laughs> yeah. With what and how? Uh, as soon as Chestershire started taking notes, the fur around her eyes formed glasses design. She also got a pen. <laughs> <laughs> She's Friday. Chestershire has Chestershire okay. has like chameleon fur, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a squid. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. more about social context. Right. Chromatophores. Oh, yeah. The biology mm. majors in the audience are losing yeah. it. They're going crazy. 
Hmm. And you say that all of the records on your home planet of how to do a hot time were destroyed? Yes. Hmm. There was a great amount of literature as well as uh, video archives. All were lost. Oh, that's terrible. Well, perhaps about something deep in a cave. Why, uh, back on Earth, we have an ancient text that tells us all about love and romance, both emotional and physical. An ancient spiritual source for sexual guidance we've used for millennia. It's about four women loving, laughing, and learning in the big city. <laughs> Mirandon. <laughs> Carlito. <laughs> Stephanie. And four one. <laughs> we have heard tell of this on our world. I believe there was also a fifth called New York City. Yes, New York City yes. was like a character in those ancient texts and grotesques carved into the cavern walls. Well, I mean, I hate to be too forward, but I've helped a lot of people figure out how to navigate their sort of first time. I'm not exactly sure what the mores. Legs is looking around the group looking for like, is this a good idea? Am I doing okay? Yeah, guy gives you a thumbs up <laughs> and says, Legs, you're not just a pilot of spaceships. You're also a pilot of sexual encounters. That gives me an idea. Legs, would it be helpful if perhaps we got one of the other kinds of people that he said they were called? What was it? The soulless. If we got one of the soulless on the ship, we perhaps could guide them together in their hot time, and that would possibly give us all sort of a, a sort of a hot time. Perhaps yes. With your knowledge of how to make feet sexy, if anything sexier than a barefoot is possible to exist, and I've seen their work, it does. And our database of how all the alien races we've contacted manage their hot times, perhaps we could come up with something that just might work. This line of thinking could lead some interesting places, but unfortunately, it will have to wait because the Cavalier is suddenly rocked. Oh no, that's not supposed to happen. You're, th you're thrown across the room and you feel in your bones a familiar buzz that can only mean one thing. The Cavalier has been trapped in the clutches of a tug ray. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh. fast. This is awful. Thread Count crawls across the hallway and and reaches up to to, to slap a, a view screen. This is Thread Count 900 status report. Thread Count, we're we're stuck. We've been trapped by a, a tug ray. We're not moving anywhere. Any idea who might be casting that tug ray? Yes, uh, there's there's an unknown vessel that just appeared off our port bow. Why is it unknown? Well, we don't recognize it. Push the buttons to figure out who it is. I've trained you all. No, you don't understand. It's a class of vessel we've never encountered before. I see. I would apologize, but there's no time. Threat count out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it leaves. There's a grace period. <laughs> it's like a Zoom exit. <laughs> you both have to click leave meeting. <laughs> oh, I'm... Okay. You... Okay, bye! Thread count turns to the others. We're encountering an entirely new type of spaceship. Oh no! Guy's gonna run up and look out the window and say, Good news, everyone. We're still in outer space. Okay, well, that is good news. Thread count, on your panel, you hear a beep. The ship is being hailed. <sighs> Alright. Time for first contact. This is Thread count 900. To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? 
On the screen, a figure appears before you. It's an extremely tall and lithe figure with almost like a slate blue skin and what looks like green yarn for hair atop their head. They look at you and say, it seems we have you in our grasp. Hello, my beloved listeners of Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Oh, I just love talking to my favorite people in the whole world. You. It's me, Joe Lepore, GM, producer, visionary behind Oh These, Those Stars of Space. And I want to tell you a little something that you might not be familiar with. It's our Patreon. Come support us over there, guys. It's great. We put out each and every month a brand new Patreon-exclusive Oh These, Those Stars of Space adventure. One of those episodes you enjoy, well, we put out an extra one every month, but you got to be on the Patreon to hear it. And we got everybody over there. We got your Gelmeyers. We got your Thread Counts. We got your Katyas. We might even, from time to time, have your Groomdas. So what are you waiting for? Our Patreon tiers start at $5 a month, and that gets you access to every bonus episode we've put out so far. So we've put out like 10 episodes. That's 50 cents. Just 50 cents for each amazing audio adventure there is not a better deal in media my friends what are you waiting for please head over to patreon.com slash oh these those stars of space and subscribe today plus you'll get access to other stuff we do it we do do a chat show where we answer your questions we've got an amazing discord you can join where you can chat about the show chat about anything chat about star trek i don't care at our, our ten dollar tier we do watch along parties we do we throw up like a weird old sci-fi movie like and do like a little mystery science theater with the cast and you can watch along oh there's too much good stuff my friends please i urge you come check it out i'll see ya now let's get back to that amazing star adventure shall we It seems we have you in our grasp, and we need to talk. Everyone stay calm. I'm a licensed therapy cat. You there on the screen. (laughs) What's your name? Wow, she's a master. Yeah, Threat Count is just like holding up his little wrist communicator, like over to the giant cat. (laughs) Ding, ding. My name is Viscount Marcus. I am one of the soulless. And you see Togex gasp. <gasps> the soulless. Togex, are these the soulless that you were talking about earlier? Guy, the very same. Oh my God, it's just as I thought. The soulless are here. <laughs> this might be good news instead of bad. After all, it takes two to do the hot time tango. Viscount, good news. We have an ambassador from the podiatrics aboard. Uh, Togex, perhaps you know each other. They've informed us of the predicament your planet's experiencing, and we've pledged the full might of the Concilium and the Vanguard to help you hit that hot time tonight. <laughs> yeah, that is why I come to you. There's been a, a big misunderstanding, and uh, No, there I think, hasn't. We I understand think... it perfectly. Togex, back me up. Well, yes, but I'm I'm taking a lot of liberties by being here. Ambassador Togex! <laughs> Ambassador Togex, you must be honest with us. We prepared three different hallways for you, depending on your sexual proclivities. The least you can do is be honest. 
what uh, and and the viscount is speaking to you through the screen yeah i mean there's like there's a long-standing rumor that we've forgotten what hot time is but we totally remember how to do hot time it's like not hard that's incredible news Everything depends on you knowing how to do hot time. So all you have to do is come here and do hot time. You've got to do that hot time. No, we'll just, we, we, we don't want to cause any more embarrassment. So we'll just go back to our planet with Togax and we'll take care of the hot time and it'll all be fine. Cause we're probably still good at it. I bet. Ambassador Togax isn't going anywhere. Ambassador Togax doesn't want to go. It would be very embarrassing to our two species if if he were to be out here in the universe telling people that we don't know about hot time anymore. It would be a major diplomatic insult. I gotta say, Viscount, there's nothing embarrassing about coming over here and showing us a little bit of hot time in front of everybody. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. I have to agree with Cargo. Show us the hot time if you know how to do the hot time. And if not, there's nothing embarrassing about figuring it out in front of us. It's true. People forget how to do this kind of stuff all the time. It happened on Earth in the 2040s in England. Every English person forgot how to have sex. It's why we don't have them anymore. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God. <laughs> I would love to come over there and show you some hot time. Nothing would please me more, in fact. But I have this doctor's note here that says i actually don't uh have have to or, or and can't ah he's got us there a doctor's note that's one of the highest authorities in all of space um thread count slams a mute button on his wrist that like makes a little like technical difficulties hologram pop up <laughs> for the other side and says i have a feeling that there's more to this and we might need to make these two species perhaps feel an undeniable rage? Is that what you call it when you want to make a rage? An undeniable sex rage? Yes. For each other? Yes. <laughs> Only certain people use that term, but sure. You're thinking of what we call on, on, uh, on Wrinklow 6 a sort of classical horniness. Horniness. Yes, of course. The rage of the horn. You're not how did completely you, how did wrong. You know what it looks like down there. <laughs> oh, he's seen plenty. <laughs> I have a. Do you understand? Mind. The soulless have always denied that we lost the knowledge of hot time. They see it as an affront to their pride, and so they have ignored the problem for far too long. It has. It's what has caused all communication with our two species to break down. Now, when I've been sleeping on the feet of people's beds at night as is my uh -huh. job sure many people watch what were traditionally referred to as rom-coms <laughs> and they include dating perhaps we set up a date between togex and the soulless viscount marcus at the top of Togex's nub, where his eyes and nose are, you see his cheeks blush. Oh, well, I don't know if, I don't know if they would be open to it. It's been so long. Cargo kind of like, best they can, slips an arm around this giant foot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does any, 
<laughs> is anything I know about dating, it means you got to look your best. And oh. like I was saying before, there's nothing sexier than a gigantic foot wearing a gigantic shoe. Glow yeah. up, glow up, glow up. Giant shoe, giant shoe. Glow up? What do you mean? I mean, it's time to get you into a big, sexy shoe, like I said a moment ago. Hold on, hold the phone. We only have so much time. Putting an entire shoe onto a foot this big, that's going to be a difficult maneuver. Are you going to be able to do that? I know a little bit about a lot that happens on this ship, and I know that we don't. We only have so much time. It's going to take up a lot of resources. This is going, I, it's going to be tough, but it's going to be the hardest, biggest, sexiest, biggest, hottest, horniest, biggest <laughs> shoe I've ever made. Wow, I've started sweating just from you saying that. I haven't stopped sweating since we saw this giant foot. Now let's begin. Cargo and Togex leave the room to begin a transformation. All right. <laughs> you get the star of the show in their costume, and I'll take care of the supporting player. Unmute your watch, Threadcount. Viscount. Oh, yes. Um, yes. I was just over here uh, remembering how much I'm good at hot time. About that. <laughs> Uh, we're happy to let you go, and of course, we're happy to let you take the ambassador Togex. You're happy to let me go? I have you, I, I have you in a Tugre. I am controlling whether you go. Yeah, but he told the truth. We would be happy to let you go. That yeah. would, that is not a lie. Yeah. Let uh, you well, let I us appreci- go. I do, I do appreciate that. Thank you. I would be happy to eat 100 ice cream. However, I would then be sad afterwards because of what it would do to my body. <laughs> We'll let you go without a fight. If you agree to a simple wager, and since I'm sure you'll win, what's the harm in accepting it? A wager, eh? A wager. If you can tell us what hot time is, you can leave. But if you can't, you've got to come aboard our ship and just have a peaceable time with us and our friend Ambassador Togex. Just hanging out. I will have to consult my doctor's note. And you see Viscount Marcus hold up a deeply blank sheet of paper. And look over both sides. It was like there was empty paper and then somebody erased nothing. <laughs> yeah. He turns it over both sides and he flips it upside down. I don't think I can do that. Doctor's orders, you see. I hit the mute button. Thread count. Teleport one neutrino grenade right off their windshield. Done. I'm so I don't. I haven't used that particular bomb before. I'm oh, sure it's really? fine. Oh well, you know, we don't get in a lot of fights. Unmute. <laughs> and there's more where that came from, Viscount. You hear an explosion on his speaker. <laughs> And he is he he's thrown across his own bridge. What was that? That's just a taste. What do you want? I want to know what hot time is. And if you can't tell us, come aboard. Come over here. Have some what <laughs> our society calls drinks or whatever. Viscount Marcus looks back to his bridge, which is filled with about eight officers who are all looking at him very expectantly. And he finally collects himself and turns back to you and says... Very well. I will travel to your ship to explain hot time to you in great detail. I'm something of an expert on hot time, you see. 
Ah, of course. You don't want to give the secrets away to anyone who might not know amongst your crew. I understand. No, we all we all we all know it. No, of but course. I know yeah. it best. Oh, sure. Well, we want to hear from the one who knows it the best. Go ahead and beam on over. The view the comm screen shuts off, and then in a moment, with a flash, Viscount Marcus teleports into the ready room. That's Viscount Marcus. You see him before you now in full. He is about six and a half feet tall. He does have that steel blue skin. Um, he's wearing a, a, a pretty ornate military uniform. And he floats about three inches off the ground where there should be perhaps feet. There is nothing. Oh, oh I get it. Viscount. <laughs> and I don't. Greetings, Viscount. Hello. Viscount, I think I thought of the perfect place where you can tell us all about hot time. There's a promenade over the garden. Why don't we go there and we can uh, hear your explanation in the beautiful view of both space and the organic life aboard the Cavalier. Maybe I could, um, maybe instead I could whisper it in your ear. No, oh, let's do it on the romantic bridge in the garden. What do you say, no, everyone? Yes, I think that's a great idea. Me? I think it's a fabulous idea. You're never going to believe this bridge. And I look right at Viscount and I say, and the thing about me is, if I say something, you can believe that's the normal opinion that everyone else on the ship has. But maybe this would change your mind. And he, hold, he hands out a slip of paper to Legs Loveless. Uh, yep, yeah, Legs reads the paper. Let's... It says 100 buccarinos on it. Huh. Let's see, you've met the Carcosans before. I'm afraid as an officer of the uh, Vanguard, the Concilium, I, I, I can't accept this note, Viscount. Damn. That's perfectly fine. I think we'll all find what we're looking for down on the romantic bridge that goes across the brook in the Garden Observatory. To the observatory! Chestershire prances out, leading the way. And Legs secretly uh, texts Cargo saying, when the ambassador's ready, meet us on the bridge in the observatory. You see, you see Cargo in, in their, uh, their, their shoe workshop in the back of their, uh, their store on the promenade. And it's like flashing red lights. And you see like there's, there's other, uh, there's like interns and, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> scores of interns. Yeah, scores of interns. And like, uh, what do you call it when you have like uh, an apprentice? Yeah, there's like apprentices. And they're all yes. wearing like black leather aprons. And they're all like mm -hmm. holding consoles that are shoemaking devices. And you know, it's rocking back and forth. And red lights are flashing. There's explosions They've got like welders mask. Masks on. Yeah, yeah. One, of, one of them. Ninety percent of the power in the ship. <laughs> yeah, right. one of the and welders' uh, masks uh, flips up. Hi, a cabler of Angelo. Is it too sexy? I never met a leather this is sexy before. The lace. I can't get a lace tight enough. <laughs> I need more leather thread. And he's like pulling off like big things of thread. Another one lifts and, up and he says, I, 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 bro, if you make it an animal sexy, we're going to die. <laughs> Is it too sexy? We cannot do it. It's a matter of life and death. It's if a we die, and we death. die. All right. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. If we die, we, the cobbler's off. How could I forget? Another welder uh, lifts their mask off and says, Oh, Cargo Pentangelo, I look at the shoe and I think I see God. It's like I'm looking at the shoe of an angel. Cargo is, uh, of course, wearing only at this point their uh, shoemaking shoes and mm -hmm, a leather mm -hmm. apron and nothing else because Gorgeous. this is that sexy kind of job. And, you know, covered in sweat and, and, and uh, their folds are just moist with, with uh, all sorts of horrible shit. 
and um Ugh. and and uh, they sort of look at the apprentice and nod and say it's the most beautiful thing i've ever made now let's get this big sexy shoe on that big sexy foot I don't know, Cargo. You see that Togex is on a big lift like a car in a mechanic shop. And he's sort of looking down at Cargo and he says, what if this is all wrong? What if, what if, I don't know. Oh, my dear friend, there's nothing wrong about being in a big sexy shoe. Now, you might have thought to yourself that you were attractive before, and I would certainly agree. But what Thank if, what's, you. In, what's important is not showing everything, but just showing enough. And I think this shoe is showing just enough foot. But doesn't showing everything give them a full and clear picture? The whole package, if you will? Well, there's nothing as sexy as the imagination. Huh. <laughs> the imagination. That? That's right. Imagine if you look at a, a fully nude foot or a fully nude soulless. Now imagine they're wearing a big parka and you can't see anything. <laughs> Oh my, yeah. what could be under there? Anything, my friend. <gasps> now get in the big shoe and let's change lives. It races. Oh, what? I desire to take it off to, to uncover those secrets. What? What is this? What am I feeling? Cargo, I don't know. My heart, my heart, my heart equivalent. It races. My friend, what you're feeling <laughs> is what we call horn. <laughs> Uh, your, your, your comms beeps. Uh, there's a frantic message from Legs. Uh, Cargo, you might want to hurry up. We're trying to keep the conversation exciting, and it's not easy. Cargo, like, uh, lays a single hand on the on uh, Togex. He goes, my friend, I think you're ready. And we cut back to the bridge. Where it's a beautiful, like, wooden the Japanese carpentry, beautiful arching bridge over this mm. wonderful babbling brook with, like, and all the, the koi fish have, like, weird antennas. And there's even, like, just one human hand, like, sticking up like a periscope out of the water, swimming mm -hmm. around. And above you, stars, stars in the observatory windows. And we see the two ships out in space, and the group is standing on the bridge. Uh, so what does your other sister do? She is also an assistant blue ball coach. <laughs> wow. Two sisters who are both assistant blue ball coaches. Uh, who'd have thunk? But on rival teams. Oh. oh. Sad tough and family get-togethers. No, they, they're adults about it. Well, some stuff about me is that my favorite color is red, but sometimes it's blue. I guess it all just depends on how I'm feeling. My favorite band is the Beatles, and my favorite movie is Titanic. <laughs> my favorite band is Jeljor. <laughs> oh, they're good. <laughs> You've heard Jeljor? No, but I trust you. Say, what is that? He, I, I take off my ceremonial hat and I put it to my chest. That statue is to commemorate the fall of the English. They forgot how to have sex. <gasps> and now they are nothing more than a relic. It's true. They were too proud to admit to anyone that they had forgotten how to have sex. They had such a repressed sexless culture that they just forgot to even do it and they didn't know how to do it anymore and they didn't want to tell anyone 
Sometimes they would pretend that certain things or people were very sexy, but no one really bought it. Just like the Podiatrex, unlike us, the Solus, who remember clearly all about hot time. I guess so. But I think the important thing to remember is that all of the English died screaming when Nepal bombed them. (laughs) (laughs) It was a mercy bombing. No (laughs) one blamed Nepal. Nepal has the coolest flag. Chestershire looks away from Koi. <laughs> to this <that> day. <laughs> the earth united, but Nepal <laughs> held fast. We adopted the Nepalese flag. It's Incredible. the best one. Uh, Chestershire looks away from Koi for the first time and frantically mm. over at the door. She believes she hears something. There's a Koi antenna sticking out of Chestershire's mouth. <laughs> Not anymore. The space door opens and Cargo Pantangelo walks through. <gasps> My God. Ladies and gentlemen, and um, a foot, a big footless man. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't believe what God would possibly create. Hold it together. Salutations. <laughs> sort of, yeah, um, and Cargo cargo sort of motions up a grand marble staircase that none of you noticed were there was there already. And um, and the you know and and you start hearing the dulcet tones of a romantic song. And uh, and Cargo says presenting. Togex. At first, you just see four little hands stepping down the grand staircase. But what are those four little hands supporting? Why, it's a giant, ten-foot-long foot Togex, but not Togex as you've seen them before. It's um. So it's sort of like it's. It doesn't look, you know, Cargo's very used to making this sort of like sexy '60s booty. And it's not mm-hmm. very far off from that. It's got like a very subtle, tasteful heel, but it's made from like really shiny black patent leather with um, with with like red laces. And um, it's got sort of like a very revealing like cutout. I'm trying to describe a backless shoe. Oh, like a peekaboo from the <laughs> like oh, a you're succeeding. Back? Yeah, no, it's not. It's And it's not a mule. I'm not saying that. It is a shoe that is backless. It's a different kind of thing. And it's it's very a hot. shoe that makes you want to fuck the foot. Yeah, like if you if you imagine in your mind's eye a shoe that has got like like sexy superhero cutouts right, for right. the back and like the, the cleavage, uh, maybe the ass a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. For like yeah. the, the, the knuckles of the toes. <laughs> oh, the knuckles. Yeah, all the, all the toes oh. are revealed. So oh, toy, oh, the space much. between the toes is like upside down cleavage. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. And, and, and the shoe is really making that work, I think. It's really pushing it up. Pushed down. Yeah. <laughs> you leave open the opportunity Amazing. for the listener to be like, well, not really. Like, you just think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working for me at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, beauty is famously in the eye of the, the beholder, my friend. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I got to find this beholder. Travel all over the galaxy. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Cargo, I need you oh, God. to make a feelings roll. My first roll of the game. All right. You are an expert in this. This is your oh, area yeah. of expertise. So I'm going to let you roll twice. Beautiful. And you are prepared for this. Oh, this baby. is what you've been working your whole career towards. So I'm going to let you roll three times. Hachi machi. All right. My number's a three, and I've gotten a two, a six, and a six. So that's two successes. A Togex is coming down the stairs and has never in their life felt more confident. 
they're moving with a with a grace and a poise you haven't really seen from them before those those little those little hands that they used to move around on <laughs> are are moving with a renewed sense of self and confidence it's a sight to behold wow viscount marcus grips legs loveless's shoulder uh-huh this can be part of it if you want uh, no i've just no it can Oh, well, I, I've just never seen anything like this before. Me either, buddy. <laughs> um, Car Cargo is wiping a, a, just a single tear away from their eye. They're so proud. Just do what comes natural. Don't overthink it. Let your body take you where it wants to go. Listen and feel and watch Togex. What makes them feel good? What makes you feel good? And when you find the two, the thing that makes both of you feel like you want more of it, that ain't the wrong direction, buddy. Viscount Marcus floats over to Togex and tentatively he bends over and and sort of yeah, like... that's good. Mm -hmm. hugs, Everyone's hugs the, everyone leans in nodding. He <laughs> hugs the top of Togex. Um, or the, he, he hugs the toes of Togex sort of like... You know when someone like hugs a beached whale? I'm doing that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, it's kind of like that. He's kind of like trying to get an arm around image. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guy normal would see that and say, "Oh, it's a day that ends in Y." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you put that image into Guy Normal's head, he there's no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> it's just, in fact, it just pushes out another vision of somebody hugging a beached whale. <laughs> all that changes is their clothes. This. This Marcus stands up and looks at you. This could work. My new friends, I must confess something to each of you. Oh, what is it? Earlier, you may have heard me mention that I know what hot time was. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, yes, you mentioned it. It came up a few times. More than once. That was a bluff. Gasp. What? That's perfectly fine. I could never believe it. So, you agree, we both lost the knowledge. Yes, we are one. And now, I think, it is hot time. Why, what specifically? We're all, like, skeletonized. <laughs> right Clean the room! Clean the room! <laughs> Just four shadows on the wall of the garden. <laughs> it's like the Terminator. Like, yeah. <laughs> Joe, can... Clutching a chain link fence. Can Threadcount, like, pick up, like, crazy high levels of radiation? Viscount Marcus begins to rise higher than he's ever floated above the floor. He rises along the length of Togex until he reaches that nub where the ankle should be. Mm -hmm. And with a blinding flash of light, oh! ah! Marcus's legs connect with the little nub on the top of Togex. No way! It's beautiful. <laughs> you you oh my god! Well, I'm, I imagining could, I go fucking, with... I'm imagining fucking in front of someone, and their reaction is no way. <laughs> I would go into much greater detail, but as we recall in the opening minutes of this episode, the camera was destroyed. <laughs> oh, just a sheer. <laughs> you love me. 
We fade now back to the banquet hall of the Cavalier. Uh, everyone's sort of gathered around. You're all clinking glasses and celebrating a job well done. Wow, Marcus is there. <laughs> all of juice. I can't believe you guys didn't know he was bluffing. I knew the whole time. I'm not used to being the smartest member of any group. I'm used to being right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you know, I usually ask the cat to leave first, but they let you watch the whole thing. Most people don't, but I normally try to. I'm just glad my faith in God was restored once I saw someone that didn't have a foot have a foot put on them. And I have one, but two to three hundred different versions of sex and alien species to act to my library. Yay! Now that we've done this, we'll take this knowledge back to our people. We owe you a great debt. I have to ask a question. Yeah? And you do not have to answer it, but I can't help but be curious. So are you pregnant with a little you? And then uh, Togex is pregnant with a little Togex? Togex and Marcus look at each other for a moment and they both laugh. Chestershire, we'll tell you about it another time, but we really have to get back to our home planet now. Hot time approaches. We have to share this knowledge with our people. Of course. I'm so glad that you shared what you shared with us. Yeah, I think it's something I'll be remembering <laughs> pretty often, if you know what I'm talking about. Togex walks over to Cargo, and each of uh, each of Togex's little toes are sort of wiggling with joy. And, and Togex says... You have given me something that no one on my planet has felt in 100 years. Ah, I mean, you, you've given me the gift of a lifetime, which is watching a foot have sex with a leg. Oh, when you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, it seems like something that would have been obvious uh, earlier on. All I ask in return is the exclusive contract of making a shoe that fits every single one of your giant friends. I think we can arrange that. And Guy Normal opens up, he has like a small hand mirror and he looks at his own reflection in the mirror and says, that's what I call a normal day. What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Oh, these, those stars of space.